0: i knew how the story ended so something someone once told me a couple years ago who was going through a difficult time in his life was really struggling kind of just trying to get by day by day he said i wish i knew how the story ended and by this he meant that if he knowed, if he knew that everything in the end would work out he'd have the hope confidence and perseverance to get through the present difficulties the struggles through which he was happening I wish I knew how the story ended. Perhaps we too can feel that way. Perhaps we're passing through a difficult time in a relationship in our life, and we might wish we knew how things ended, that it worked out well. Or perhaps we might be going through a sickness, or a family member, or a friend is sick, and we might know how things work out in the end. Sometimes, oftentimes, we wish we know how the story ended so that we could live well in the present, with hope, with confidence, with joy. Tonight, at the Easter Vigil, we hear how the story ends. We heard in the gospel today that Jesus is risen, that ultimately life and love are victorious. In the readings today from the Vigil, we heard all about this great story, salvation history, the way that God has worked throughout time with his people. And ultimately we heard the end about the victory of life over death. So when I was younger, I enjoyed reading kind of these epic long stories that were kind of divided into different books. Maybe some of you read them like Lord of the Rings, Narnia, Harry Potter, things like this. I loved reading these long stories and I loved listening or or learning about the ups and downs in the stories. The way things become hopeful, the way things become difficult and ultimately the way the story goes towards a final climax, a final victory. The Bible really, one reason I find the Bible so interesting is that it's one of these long extended stories. The Bible of course is this great book written between two to three thousand years ago. Various kind of stories, various kind of genres. But they ultimately tell one great story, the story of salvation history how God is working with people throughout time. And tonight, in the different readings, we heard some of the milestones during this history of salvation. We heard at the very beginning how God created a world that was good, how God created humanity to dwell with God, to be stewards, to be co-creators with God. We heard about this great goodness that God put into the world. At the same time, we heard about the bit of a complication in this story, We heard about how sin enters the scene. But in the midst of sin and death entering history, God is always there to rescue his people from sin, from slavery. And we heard about this very strongly in the reading from Exodus, how God saved his people from slavery in Egypt, how God proved that he is truly God, how he liberated them by having them pass through the Red Sea. As time goes on, we hear more and more about God's plan of salvation. We heard from the prophets, the prophet Ezekiel, other prophets speak of it as well, about a Messiah who will come and bring about God's ultimate plan of salvation, a Messiah who will ultimately bring a final victory over sin and over death. Finally, we heard in the letter from St. Paul about Jesus Christ coming into the world to destroy sin, to destroy death. And at the end, in the gospel, we heard the end of the story we heard how Jesus Christ has ultimately risen from the dead. Throughout these readings this evening, we heard this overall story of salvation history, and we learned about the end, and we heard how good this news is, the victory of life over death, of love over hate, of peace over violence. It takes faith, of course, to believe in this ending that we have heard. So. Um, probably you don't believe that, like, Lord of the Rings is is kind of a, a fact, like kind of a history, right? It's obviously fiction. Um, Narnia series, obviously fiction. Harry Potter, obviously fiction. So we don't really believe the ending of how these things happen. But, of course, Christianity is unique in the claim that it makes about this ending. And this ending is what we celebrate here or put our faith in again or restore our faith again this evening that the ending ultimately of the story is the resurrection for Jesus, but for us as well. And this is something that takes faith. Belief in the resurrection, of course, is not easy. It's difficult. It happened some 2000 years ago. We have no kind of video evidence of things happening, but there are different reasons how or why we might want to restore our faith in the resurrection this evening. One of the reasons I always find most compelling is the way that we see the change in the close followers of jesus before his death and after his death so we see in the gospels kind of two pieces of data that we need to take seriously the first is that while jesus was being tried and crucified those people who were closest to him fled peter the other apostles they abandoned him they were nowhere to be seen this is definitely something that is true because it's embarrassing And if it wasn't true, probably the early Christian community wouldn't have recorded it. That's one piece of evidence. The other is that several days after Jesus' death, we learn about the apostles going out and preaching about Jesus Christ at the risk of their own life. We need to account for what this change happened. How did this change come about? And at a certain point, we have to take seriously the claims of the apostles that the change happened because Jesus rose from the dead. This is one way that we can kind of restore our faith in the resurrection, the testimony of these witnesses. As well, I, or I think we have faith in the resurrection based on the lives of the saints, holy people, those saints who are official saints of the church, but also those saints that we meet in our daily life, who we sense in their life in the goodness, the love, the sacrifice with which we, with they live, we sense glimpses of the resurrection. As well, perhaps each and every day, we experience blessings in our life, beauty, goodness, kind things that people do to us. We see that even in the world in which there is so much darkness, so much violence, at times there is still so much goodness. This too gives us hope in the resurrection. This evening at the Easter vigil, it's an opportunity for us to restore our faith, to make that leap of faith ultimately in the resurrection, which is the end of our story. Knowing the end of our story should change the way we live, should help us to live with hope and with joy. Years ago, St. John Paul II said this. He said, we, the baptized, are Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. We are Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. Tonight at the Easter Vigil, we don't just remember the resurrection of Jesus, we also remember and renew our own baptism. And at the baptism of each and every one of us, we all were joined into this story of God working in history. God's story becomes our story. Because Jesus rose from the dead, as we heard from St. Paul, we too will rise from the dead. And tonight is filled with different symbols of our baptism to remind us of our baptism. We started the liturgy outside, blessing the new fire, and I lit from the new fire uh, the Paschal candle, which is a symbol of Christ's resurrection. I almost didn't get it lit. The fire nearly went out in time. I heard a bit of concern chatter around me. That's okay, I was also concerned myself, but I got it lit at the end, didn't I? It all worked out. And we had our tapers as we entered the church, These tapers are meant to remind us of our baptism, so maybe if you were baptized as as an adult, you received a candle, or your godparents would have received a candle that was lit from the Easter candle, and they were told, receive the light of Christ, keep the light of faith and hope burning in your lives, a reminder of our baptism. In a few short moments after the homily, I'm going to bless this water, and we are going to renew our baptismal vows while again, holding our lit candles this again is a reminder or a renewal of our baptism because of baptism we are marked now by the resurrection of jesus we know the end of our story and we should be an easter people we should be people of hope of course hope is not kind of being naive We know there's difficulties. We know there's struggles. Struggles in our personal lives, struggles in the world. We live in a world now really marked by violence in Ukraine. There's cause, of of course, for fear that is there. But hope ultimately is having this strong faith, this strong conviction in what the end of our story will be, that God is ultimately in charge. And this hope was given to us at our baptism, this flame of Christ. It always burns in our heart, even if it's small. So even if the hope, if the darkness in which we live is so small, we always have at least a glimmer of light. And as we probably experienced, if you walk into a dark room and light just a small light, that small light is enough to give light to the room. Likewise in our life, we always carry, if we're careful, if we can see it, this small light of hope in the resurrection. This evening then, we are going to renew our commitment to be an Easter people, to renew our baptism, to renew our belief that our story ends in resurrection, ends in life, and this marks us with hope and with joy. So this evening then, in a few moments, we'll prepare to renew our baptismal vows. And as we do that, let's use this as an opportunity for us to once again reaffirm our faith in the resurrection of Jesus. As St. Paul tells us, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, all we're doing is vain. Let's renew our faith in the resurrection but also renew our baptismal call, our desire to follow Christ and be people of hope and joy.